Hi, welcome. This is Jerry McGee, and you're listening to Blog Talk Radio, Overcoming Life's Obstacles. Appreciate so much you listening in, and I trust that these teachings on how to live an overcoming life are being a blessing to you. God gives the promises to the overcomer, not to the overcome. But praise God, what he did for us at Calvary makes it possible for us all to live an overcoming life. Um, If you would like prayer at the end of the teaching, you can call at 646-565, I'm sorry, 595-784. I'm sorry, let me say this again. 646-595-4784. And don't forget to press 1. And... um, Anyway, we appreciate you listening in. You can write us at Post Office Box 1141, Lindale, Texas, or you can email me at jerrymcgee at sbcglobal.net. That's uh, all lowercase, G-E-R-I-M-C-G-H-E-E at sbcglobal.net. You can email me, and if I can help you in any way, I always answer my emails. And um, if I can help you, you can email me. If you'd like a meeting in your area, you can also email me. And uh, our website is jerrymcgee at sbcglobal.net, G-E-R-I-M-C-G-H-E-E dot com. And um, that's our website. And I appreciate you listening in. I hope you'll invite your friends to listen. And even you can go into the archives and listen. And so um, the message tonight is on a shield of faith, and let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you and praise you that you are our shield of faith. Thank you and praise you that you are our shield, our fortress, our God in whom we take refuge. And, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for the Holy Spirit, fire of God, to be upon me and each person who listens to this message Father, I ask that the eyes of every heart be enlightened, that each person will know what is the hope of their calling, what is the height, width, and length, and depth of your love toward them. Lord, I pray that I not speak in human words of wisdom, but with your Holy Spirit's words, your Holy Spirit's power. I pray for signs and wonders to accompany the teaching of your word. I pray for the truth to set people free. Lord, I ask you to impart to us your anointing, impart to us ears to hear, impart to us, Lord, a Holy Ghost tape recorder to tape every word from your word that would change our lives. And, Lord, we thank you that we've been raised to sit with you in heavenly places far above principalities and powers, and we take our seat in the heavenly places, and we bind you, Satan, principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, wicked spirits in heavenly places. We bind you in the heavenly places. And on this earth, we forbid you to work with, communicate with, make contact with anyone on this earth or in the heavenly places to work divination against us, against anyone who hears this message in the name of Jesus, against our families, against our president, against America, in the name of Jesus, against the countries we live in. And Father, we ask you, we throw ourselves on your mercy. We thank you, Lord, that you're in charge, that you're in control, and we ask you, Lord, to take control. You said if your people humble themselves and pray and seek your faith, and Lord, we do that. You said if we turn from our wicked way, we do that, Lord. If you'll hear from heaven, forgive our sin, and we'll heal our land. And we just thank you and praise you, Lord, and bless you. 
that you are the King of Kings. You're our master, our Lord, our Savior, our fortress, our refuge. You're the one we're trusting in. And, Lord, I pray that every life will be touched tonight. In Jesus' name, open our eyes, O Lord, that we might see and behold the wonderful things from your word. I pray that you record your word on every heart in the name of Jesus. And we praise you, Lord, that the word is seed and our hearts are spiritual garden. And we ask you to sow the seed of your word in our hearts tonight in the name of Jesus. We bless you, Lord. We bind and break every word of death, word of iniquity, curse, assignment, satanic ritual spoken over this meeting, over this teaching, over anyone who hears this message, if it's today or if it's next year or if it's 100 years from now, in the name of Jesus, we ask that every life be touched in Jesus' name. We bless you, Lord. Well, this message is on the whole armor of God. But the emphasis will be on the shield of faith. And, of course, you don't have on just the shield of faith without having everything else on. You don't just have one part of the armor without having it all on. And um, so the emphasis will be on a shield of faith. And um, basically how this message came about, I prayed deliverance over a precious lady in India, and she prayed for me. And she prayed that God would put a... Um, a radiation suit on me. Of course, I live, I didn't tell her, but I live about a half a mile from a, from a 5, 5G tower, and we hear and you've heard all the dangers of the 5, 5G. In fact, if you thought of all, you know, yesterday I heard um, someone say something about the dangers of the iPhone and all these phones. There's not any phone that's safe, actually. But you can drive yourself crazy with all the things that are not good for you here in this world. And so our trust has to be in the Lord. And so I was thinking one day uh, about when she said uh, um, a radiation shield, I was just thinking after that, I was thinking about that. And I thought, well, you know, I have a radiation shield. If you have on the whole armor of God, you have on a radiation shield. You have a shield against anything. He is your refuge, your defense, your fortress, your protector, your guard. Um, and so so that's what brought this message on, on the whole armor of God with the emphasis on the shield of faith. One day I was praying and I was thinking about all the chemtrails. And I don't know if you've heard about chemtrails, but you'd see these lines in the sky where these planes go by and go up in the sky and they leave these, these white trails. And we've been told that that's, a normal thing, but come to find out what they do is they spray mercury and they spray aluminum and they spray germs and things that make us sick and allergens and all kinds of stuff. Well, one thing that our president has done here in Texas, and because of God's grace and mercy upon him, we don't have Kim trails where I live, and I've heard that they've been removed a lot of places. You may still have them in your area, but our president is taking those things down. But I was thinking about the chemtrails when they were still there, and I was praying, Lord, I pray that you send angels to to give me a Holy Ghost air purifier to purify the air I breathe. And I heard the Lord say, take up the shield of faith. Well, I didn't, I just didn't think about that anymore. And, uh, and so about a year or two later, I was out walking, and I live on a 116-acre plot of land. And I was walking up in the trees, and so I, just as I was coming out of the tree, and I, I live in the trees, but in front of the trees is a 
oh, a, a big pasture, and I don't know how many acres is in the pasture, but there was a tractor in the track in the in the the fields part, and they were it was coming around right close to where I would be walking, and it, and it just put a, a cloud of dust for about a fourth of a mile. You couldn't even hardly see for dust. And so I stood there at the edge of the trees and waited till that passed because the wind was blowing the dust a certain way. And then I started walking, and when I got almost a fourth of a mile down the road, here comes this tractor again, and he, I thought, oh, dear Lord, I don't want that dust in my face because the tractor was coming around and the wind would be blowing dust right in my face. And just as it started around, I said, Lord, I take, the Lord prompted me, I take up the shield of faith, and it was like that wall of dust went the other direction and didn't even get on me. Well, God taught me through that that the shield of faith is real, even though you cannot see it with the human eye. It's kind of like God's refuge, or it's kind of like, you know, it says in, in, in Proverbs 18.10, the name of the Lord is a strong power. The righteous can run into it and are safe. Well, you can't see that with a human eye, but the name of the Lord or the shield of or the name of the Lord or God's refuge in Psalms 91, you can't see it with the human eye, but it's more real than the building you're sitting in or you're living in or the car you're driving in right now or however you're listening to this message, that it's real. And we are to take up the shield of faith because God tells us to. Um, there's so many things happening here in America. Um, yesterday, I learned that the, the whole thing with COVID was to close the churches. It's really a trial run. And if they get their way, they're going to plan something else. So if you're listening to this, if you're a prayer warrior, pray that God protects America and these other nations from any additional plague. And also heard that they were going to send all kinds of bad weather. So pray against it because there's a thing called harp that they can actually manipulate the weather. So God, if God intervenes, it won't happen. So we need to pray that God will intervene. Otherwise, if they get their way, they could do a lot of damage to America. And the whole thing is to take down, you know, we think it's to take down Donald Trump, and I've been thinking that, but no, it's to take down America. It's to destroy the sovereignty in America. It's to destroy America, to bring it under a one-world government, to bring the world under a one-world government, under the Antichrist, where you can't buy or sell. And that's what that's what our President Trump in any good president is trying to fight against right now to keep the sovereignty of our country. So regardless of what you think of our president, you need to pray because um, basically God is using him at, at this point to fight against this one world government system. And so we need the shield of faith now more than ever. And we need to understand what the shield of faith is because we need protection in this world we're living in. And so um, Ephesians 6.10 says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It says in verse 11, put on the full armor of God so that you may, will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and wicked spirits in the heavenly places. And spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. 
Therefore, take up the full armor of God. Now, you can't have just a part of it without having it all on. Full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. So this armor helps me to stand firm in the midst of a world that looks like it's crumbling around me. You know, God is the one that is our defender. The Bible says if he is for us, no one can be against us. And uh, Ephesians 6.14 says, Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth. And I want to say this. If you're a person that stretches the truth, or if you're a person, you know, I know people that will just tell stories to, to be sensational because they want to be loved. You know, I remember my son, unfortunately, he had rejection on him when he was born. You know, babies can sense rejection even in the womb. And I remember when they told me I had a little boy, my heart sank because I wanted a little girl. And um, his daddy was an All-American football player, and he said, well, if it's a boy, he'll probably be a sissy. Well, unfortunately, that boy had a lot of rejection on him. And as I look back now, I was just so ignorant back when I was 25 years old when I had him. And uh, God has taught me a lot of things that I wouldn't do anymore. I mean, that I would uh, change if I could change. I remember when he was dying of AIDS in 1989, Um, I said to him, son, would you please forgive me that I wasn't the kind of mother that you could crawl up in my lap and ask me and tell me your problems? He said, oh, mom, you did the best you knew how. He said, I didn't want you to know my problems. Well, the reason he didn't want me to know his problems because he didn't want me to go into orbit, wanting everything to be just perfect. And so we make a lot of mistakes and we can beat ourselves up. But um, I don't know why I told you that story. But anyway... Uh, somebody needed to hear that. And so God says, having your guard, oh, I know, having your loins girded with truth. And um, when he was a little boy, he wanted acceptance so bad that he would go and he was really, he was friendly Fred. I mean, he took up with everybody. He had a personality that wouldn't quit. But he would go from door to door in my neighborhood telling these old ladies, there was a lot of old ladies that lived in the neighborhood, telling them that I wasn't really his mother. I was a car hop that his daddy married. And so he would tell stories because he wanted to be sensational. He wanted to be accepted. He wanted people to listen to him. And so if you're a person, you know, the Lord has shown me there's other people, maybe some of you are listening, you want acceptance so much that you'll tell people what they want to hear. And so to have on have your loins girded with truth, you have to be people that tell the truth, love the truth, embrace the truth, um, uh, speak the truth. So it says having your loins girded with truth. So no lying spirit can be in you if you want your loins girded with truth because Jesus is the way and he's the truth and he's the life. And it says having their loins girded with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. That means to be confessed up and prayed up at all times. It doesn't mean that you are perfect because we're all a work in progress. God's going to keep working on us until we leave this earth. But it means to be as much as you know how, prayed up, confessed up, and repented up. And it means to be walking in righteousness. God says if you confess your sin, 
He's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. We have an advocate, First John 3 says, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. I'm not sure it's in verse chapter 3, but it's in First John. So having on the breastplate of righteousness. Ephesians 16, 6.15 says that, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Well, what is peace? It's calmness. It's tranquility, to be free of conflict, to be free of turmoil, to be free of agitation. Um, it means um, to be uh, peaceful and to have your, shod, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Verse 16 says, addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you may extinguish all the fiery Missiles of the fiery arrows of the evil one And take the helmet of salvation And of course Helmet protects your head Protects your mind Protects your thoughts Have on the helmet of salvation And the sword of the spirit with which, which is the word of God Now that's Even though you can't see it with a human eye It's real I remember reading a book by Rebecca Brown And I can't remember the name of the book but she was a nurse in a hospital, and she was crossing a parking lot going to work or coming from work, and these Satanists were there to hurt her, and she just picked up like she had a shield in her, the sword of the spirit, like I had a sword in my hand, and they ran because they, they could see that it was real even though she couldn't see it. And so the sword of the spirit is the word of God, so we need to hide the word of God in our hearts. We need to know the Word of God. One thing I do when I read, well, I can't read the Word anymore because of vision problems that God's healing in Jesus' name. But I can listen to the Word of God. And one thing, uh, this is kind of a sideline, but it's something you should do. It's something that I do that I've done. Actually, I've done this for 47 years. But as I read the Word, I repent over the Word of God. And then whether I think I'm guilty or not, I repent over each scripture. And then when I, then I listen again to the same book and then I pray those, uh, I pray every scripture that I could pray for me and for my children and my descendants and their mates. I pray every scripture that I could make a prayer to pray for me and my descendants and their mates and their children throughout eternity. And I see the fruit of it because I've got, uh, Two granddaughters preaching the gospel And my son is preaching the gospel And my grandson is surrendered to preach And I can thank God That I have grandchildren That are intercessors My two of my granddaughters I, Well my one granddaughter Has chosen It's on Facebook It's a Bible study for women that are hurting You might want to listen in It's on uh, Thursday nights At uh, 725 uh, Central time and um, my other granddaughter is on there with her a lot. And both of my granddaughters are preaching the gospel. And I think, what a joy that is. What a joy it was today to be able to text them and ask them to pray for me. And even their husbands are prayer warriors. And so pray for your children, their mates, and, and um, throughout eternity. And if you your kids are already grown, pray for your grandkids. Pray for your descendants. And pray the word of God because that's a perfect prayer. Faithful, and, and the scripture says, 
Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Pray it out loud. And um, also, um, the scripture says this is a confidence you can have toward him that if you ask anything according to his will, he hears you. And if he hears you, you already have what you ask for. So when you pray his word, you are praying his will, and you can be sure God's going to answer. So take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And ask God, I always ask God when I listen to store, if the word is seed and my heart is a spiritual garden, I ask God to store, like a uh, send holy angels to record that onto my heart. And so uh, God loves for you to restore, store his word in your heart. Ephesians six eighteen says, with all prayers and petition and with this in my, and with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. In other words, what better time for us to pray is right now here in America. And if you don't live in America, you live somewhere else, wherever you live, now's the time to pray for all the saints all over the world, not just for the ones you know. Ask God to bless and to protect all the saints all over the world because we're all the family of God. Hebrews says that the Hebrew definition of shield is protector, defense, defender, guard, uh, coat of armor, and gate. And, you know, a gate holds things open or a gate shut. And so uh, if a gate is shut, then nothing can get in. Second Samuel twenty two twenty one says, 31, I'm sorry, Samuel twenty two thirty one says, as for God, his way is blameless. The word of God is tested, and he's a shield to all those who take refuge in him. Proverbs 3, 3 says, But you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. Psalms five twelve says, For it is you, O Lord, who blesses the righteous man. You surround him with favor as with a shield. So that means to walk in God's favor. Psalm 710 says, my shield is with God who saves the upright in heart. So you see, walking in righteousness, having on the breastplate of righteousness is important part of your armor. Psalms 18.2, you know, I, I, I used to do this and there's nothing wrong with it, but sometimes you can say in the morning, your prayer time, I stand firm in the faith. I gird my loins with truth. I put on the breastplate of righteousness. I shod my feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I put on the helmet of salvation. I take on, I put on the belt of truth. I shod my feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I take up um, with Paul's prayer and petition. I pray at all times in the spirit. You can go through that ritual every morning, and it's okay to do that. I'm not criticizing it. But if you don't have peace on your feet, you don't have on God's armor. And you need God's armor here in this world. You cannot walk in sin and expect to have God's armor on. You cannot walk in lies and expect to have God's armor on. And you can't, you've got to be born again because the helmet of salvation means to be born, born again. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things pass away. All things become new. Psalms 18.2 says, the Lord is my rock and my fortress. And my deliverer, my God, my rock, whom I take refuge, my shield, and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. You know, a stronghold is a place where it's an impenetrable barrier. 
nobody can get to you this. It says in Proverbs uh, 16, it says, if a man's ways please the Lord, it makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Psalms 91 says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High God. That don't mean you just visit there. That means you stay there. That's your address. He who dwells. You know, whenever you get into sin, you repent immediately. Don't let things build up. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. The minute you sin, the minute I sin, my heart is convicted. And I right there immediately, I ask God to forgive me. Don't hold grudges. Don't hold on to sin. You've got till sundown to deal with it. But it's better if you deal with the minute you see that you have sinned. Psalms 1830 says, as for God, his way is blameless. The word of God is tried. He's a shield to all those who take refuge in him. One place it says it's tested. One place it says the word of God is tried. That means God's word is true, and he's not a liar. He cannot lie. He is the way, the truth, and the lie. Psalms 1835 says, you have also given me the shield of your salvation, and your right hand upholds me, and your gentleness makes me great. And I didn't look up the word great. It's not going to be great in a way that you can be both puffed up in pride. But maybe it means uh, success. I, I don't, it has nothing to do with pride. Psalms 28, 7 says, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and I am helped. Psalms 411 says, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. He gives grace and glory. No, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. And so the, the word sun in, in uh, Hebrew, it means, uh, it means light. Um, and, you know, the sun also has healing properties. It also has disinfecting properties. It also puts vitamin D in your bones. And, of course, you can get too much sun and get scorched. But so God is a sun and a shield. He gives grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. If you're like me, you're believing the Lord. I'm believing the Lord for the healing of my eyes. And I, I believe that his word is true. And I'm believing him for the healing of my eyes. And I was thinking today, you know, sometimes doubt wants to come to you. And so what I was thinking today, he says he gives grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. If he thinks my eyes need to be healed and that's a good thing, he won't withhold it from me. Uh, He may be using this for other things. I see um, what I do see is how God has used this problem to take me to a deep, deep level with God. And I'm going to get deeper with him every day because I see how this problem has been used in my life to uh, to refine me, to perfect me, and I'm far from per- perfect. But um, I was I was reading uh, or listening to because I can't read. Those of you who have a problem reading, you can get Kindle on your phone, and you can it'll read books to you. So I was reading Madame Garand's book called um, Let's see something about it experiencing the deep uh the depths of jesus christ and she said in that book the fire of suffering produces 
the gold of righteousness. And so whatever you go through, let it be used to conform you to the image of Christ. Romans 8 says, everything works together for good to those that love the Lord, to the called according to his purpose for whom he foreknew, he predestined to become conformed to the image of his son. So the purpose of the trial is to conform you and conform me into the image of Christ. And it will not work for our good if we don't let the suffering and the trials be used to conform us to the image of Christ. Learn what God's trying to teach you through what you go through. Everything you go through, God has a lesson to teach you. And that's something that I'm so thankful that God taught me, that when I have a problem, he's just pointing me to the next thing that he wants to fix. Because he didn't fix everything at once, we couldn't take it. But he drives the enemy out of our life little by little. And um, I want to be used in for the rest of my life however long that is I'm 80 I'll be 82 pretty soon I want every day to count for him and I what what God has where God has brought me through this great trial uh honestly I wouldn't trade it if I had a choice between being healed and um not being everything God wants me to be I would choose to be everything God wants me to be of course, I want to be healed, but I want to I want to please God more than I want to be healed. So it's all in God's hands, and God says if I walk uprightly and it's a good thing, he won't withhold it. So praise God. Psalms 9, 91.4 says, he will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you may seek refuge. There's a place of a hiding place. He hides us there. His faithfulness is a shield and a bulwark. And a bulwark is uh, can be a mound of g- dirt or something built for protection. It's a rampart. Rampart. Um, and so it's uh, something that's built for protection. So Psalms uh, 115 verse 9 says, Oh, Israel, and put your name in there. Oh, Israel, trust the Lord. He is your refuge and your shield. And your strength and your help. Psalms one nineteen one fourteen says, "You are my hiding place and my shield. I wait for your word." You see, when we have on the whole armor of God, we're waiting for God's instruction. We're waiting for His word. Two seven says, "He stores up sound wisdom for the upright." The scripture tells us to acquire wisdom and with all of our acquiring, um, get understanding. And, of course, understanding is the truth that sets us free. Job 28 says, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom and understanding, is to turn away from evil. So he stores up sound wisdom for the for the upright. You know, storing it up means that he... Um, you know, I have a, uh, on my property, I have a kennel and I have water storage. He stores up, I store up water in the, in this big tank so that I can have water, good water pressure, uh, to clean the kennel. So he stores it up, sound wisdom for the upright. He's a shield to those who walk in integrity. Today, it's so sad to see so many people who claim to be believers who have no integrity. They don't walk in truth. They don't, um, they, they cheat, they lie, they steal. Um, and I can tell you, just 
charging up a bunch of credit cards and don't have an, a, any intention of paying it back is a sin. It's stealing. There's a curse on the house of a thief. God says in, we have to walk in integrity. That means having, a, having good character, having a good reputation. My parents taught me that you may not have money. You may not have a prestige. You may not have this. You may not have that. But a good name is chosen above great riches. Proverbs 30 verse 5 says, every word of God is tested. And I want to say this. If you have credit card debt and you're trying to pay it off, I'm not trying to criticize anybody because I've had credit card debt myself. And I know the trap you can so easily get into. But, you know, my parents used to have a company, a a propane gas company. And I remember hearing them, as long as they're, and of course nowadays it may not be that way, but as long as there might be a family that was needy and as long as maybe they were just paying $5 on their bill, my parents would have compassion on them. And so if I would be in a situation where I wanted to pay it back but I couldn't, I would send them $5 a month. And they may not want it, they may send it back, but I, it still shows good intention whether they take it or not. So Proverbs 30, verse 5 says, every word of God is tested. I think I've already read this. He's a shield to all those who take refuge in him. And so how do we know that we have owned the whole armor of God? It's only when you've got your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. It's only when you're walking in peace that you have peace on your feet. And peace is living free of agitation. It's to live free of conflict, free of um, uh, feeling stress You know we can all be in stressful situations But it's how we handle the stress That would determine Whether or not we had peace uh, He leads us The scripture says In, in um, uh, Psalms 23 The Lord's our shepherd He leads us beside still Peaceful waters He leads us in paths of righteousness For his name's sake He prepares a table before us In the presence of our enemies uh, he leads us to green pastures, which is a place of provision, because he's our shepherd. You know, he says, follow me. He doesn't say he's going to follow us. So we have to follow him. Isaiah 26, 3 says he'll keep you in perfect peace when your mind is stayed upon him because you're trusting in him. See, if you're trusting in yourself, you don't have on the whole armor of God. He'll keep you in perfect peace when your mind is stayed upon him because you're trusting in him. Your trust has to be 100% in God for us to have peace. You can worry about so many things. Worry can drive you crazy. In fact, probably there's a lot of people that went crazy in mental institutions because of worry. Uh, God says, fear not. Um, In Isaiah, it says, he is wonderful counselor, almighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. He is the prince of peace. Hallelujah. Uh, Jesus said in John, he said, my peace I leave you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Then he says, in my father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you so. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go, you can come with me in the world you will have tribulation but be of good cheer i have overcome the world hallelujah he's overcome the world regardless of what these deep state characters do jesus christ has overcome the world 
and we can be overcomers because he is an overcomer. You know, um, you can have peace even in the midst of a storm. You can have peace if you live in a situation which is hellish. In 1989, uh, my husband had left me. I probably He was going to leave or he had left. He left me three times in 10 years. Uh, he was just not a happy camper. Um, and my son was dying of AIDS. And my, my precious neighbor, she said to me one day, she said, Jerry, you get so many problems. And I thought, Lord, am I deceived? I'm the happiest person in the world. Am I deceived? God, I don't want to be deceived. And so I just kept praying, Lord, show me if I'm deceived. Well, I went up to Maine to visit my son. and my. At the time, I only had two granddaughters. And um, I always would read the Bible to them in the morning. When I'd have my prayer time, they'd always say, well, grandmother, would you read the Bible to me? And so I would read the Bible to them. And so I read Proverbs 3, and it says, all of his ways, God's ways, are pleasant ways, and all his paths are paths of peace. I went, oh, God, that scripture showed me that I was not deceived, that I was on God's path, because whatever I went through, and it was hellish. Um, I had a son dying of AIDS, and my husband did not want him in the house when he was healthy, much less when he was had AIDS. And so... Basically, my message is how to overcome, how to live an overcoming life um, basically came out of God teaching me how to overcome because I would go to God and I would ask him, Lord, what should I do? Um, And so I just keep on asking the Lord. And so that's how these messages overcoming, um, living the overcoming life. I mean, I'm just a work in progress, just like you are. I'm still overcoming. But I've learned the problem. God wants me to overcome it. And he has given me all the tools to overcome. And how I overcome as I say, okay, Lord, what are you trying to teach me through this problem? And I deal with whatever he's trying to teach me. If there's some sin there, I'll let it go. If there's fear, anger, hurt, uh, rejection, as you've heard any other of my messages, I take it up the mountain and I let it go I just choose to let go of my life that I might find it and um, and so just keep on repenting of whatever the Lord shows you and you'll overcome it you know all deliverance is is James 4 7 give yourself to God and resist the devil and he'll flee if you don't first give yourself to God uh, through repentance through asking God to show you what he's trying to teach you there won't be any resisting of the devil Psalms 4, 8 says, In peace I will both lay down and sleep for you, O Lord, this caused me to dwell in safety. Uh, Isaiah 34, God says he'll make a covenant of peace with us and that he'll remove harmful beasts from the land. And, of course, we are the land we're building. It says in 1 John, I'm for, uh, 1, uh, 1 Corinthians 3, 9, it says you're a building, you're a house, and you're a field. Um, Mark 4, Luke 8, Matthew 13 says your soil. And so he says in Ezekiel 34, he'll make a covenant of peace with you. He'll eliminate harmful beasts from your land. In other words, he'll get the demons out of your land, out of your, out of you. Uh, he says you'll sleep, that you'll be secure in the wilderness and will sleep in the woods, which is a place of unpredictableness. 
you'll be safe wherever you are. Psalm 58 verse 18 says, He will redeem my soul in peace from the battle which is uh, against me. For there, there are many who strive with me. And of course, if you have a, you know, I live alone, so it's easier to overcome. But I've lived with families and I've lived with husbands that didn't want to walk with God. And so um, I know what it means to be in a situation where people are striving against you. I mean, most of my life, it's been that way until the last, uh, since 1997, I've been a widow since 1997. But I can say, you know, it's well with my soul. But even in the midst of all of that, God allowed me to walk in victory in the midst of all of it. And God always has a lesson to teach you in everything you go through. Sometimes we think it's the turkey we're living with, and it's really our own unresolved childhood issues. And every childhood issue you have has to be resolved if you're going to be an overcomer in Christ Jesus, that means you got to go back and forgive your mother and father for their violations and their poor stewardship in training you up. And you can listen to some of my other messages about um, how you see God. And so how you have this peace, um, you have to choose to put on some things and put off some things. Basically you have to choose to die to your flesh you have to choose to give up your life that you might find it. Madame Garon in her book called Experiencing the Depths of Jesus Christ, she says in that book, which is really die to your flesh, you have to abandon your life to God, your plans, your hopes, your dreams. Does that mean that God didn't want you to be happy? No, he wants you to be happy because he says that he came that you might have and live the abundant life. There's only joy in pleasing God. There's no joy in living after your flesh because I know I've lived after my flesh thinking I was living after God and really living after my flesh. And these past uh, couple of years through what I've been going through, God has shown me all the areas that was flesh to take me into a deeper place with him. And so I have to choose to put on some things. And I encourage you to read all of Colossians chapter 3. But I'm just going to paraphrase it. But in in verses 1 through 13, it tells you things that you have to put off. And you have to put, it says, let no immorality or sexual immorality, impurity, passion, or greed even be named among you. And then it says, "Let, let all wrath and anger and clamor and slander and abusive speech be put away from you along with all malice. And then he goes on to say, and don't lie to anybody. And so in all of that, basically, he also in chapter 3, he says it all amounts to idolatry. We have to put aside every sin which amounts to idolatry, and then it tells us what we have to put on. It says that um, the things we have to put on, Colossians 3.14 says, beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. And so... Uh, what is love? According to First Corinthians 13, love is patient, love is kind, love is not jealous, love is not rude, love does not seek uh, its own way, love does not act unbecomingly, love uh, doesn't rejoice in a wrong suffered, uh, uh, love forgives. It says above all these things, 
uh, now abide of faith, love, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. The scripture says hatred stirs strife, but love covers a multitude of sins. And, you know, hate uh, is just the absence of love. And so God says put on love. So I have to, for me to put on love, that means I have to choose to forgive when I don't want to forgive. It means I have to choose to be kind when I don't want to be kind. It means I have to choose to be patient when I don't want to be patient. And impatience would be something that I would be prone to. Can on me quicker than anything is impatience. And God's really teaching me that haughtiness and impatience, when you're impatient, you're really just full of pride. And so um, it also says uh, love covers a multitude of sins. In fact, love fulfills all of God's law. You know, a a ruler or a lawyer came to Jesus in John 3 and said, Master, how can I have eternal life? And Jesus said, well, what does the law say? And the man replied, to love the Lord, I'm to love the Lord with all my heart, all my mind, all my soul, and all my strength, and my neighbor as myself. And Jesus said, you've answered correctly, do this, and you shall have eternal life. Sometimes we cheapen salvation by thinking that we can have a cheap, easy, greasy grace, just live any old way we want to, but we can't. Galatians says you can't do the things that you want to do. We have to, you know, Paul said, for me to live as Christ and die is gain. Colossians 3.15 says, let the peace of Christ rule in your, in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and in one uh, in one body and be thankful verse 16 let the word of Christ dwell richly in you with all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with singing and within your hearts to God Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks through him to God the Father. So basically the key to victory is just letting go of your life and denying yourself and taking up your cross. And I can tell you there's great peace in that. In fact, Philippians 4, 6 says, Be anxious for nothing. But by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request be known to God, and the peace of God, which passeth all knowledge, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. In other words, when it says let peace rule, it means let peace be the umpire over your life. Whenever you lose your peace, you have a system problem, and I've shared this before, but in 1978, my daddy gave me a brand new he called me and said, uh, Jerry, I'll, you go down to the Cadillac place and buy yourself any Cadillac you want, and I'll pay for it. And it had a computer that if the gear was just a little out of whack, it would say system problem. So when you lose your peace, you have a system problem. And that's when you need to say, okay, God, what is it you're trying to show me? What do I need to repent of? And then present your body to God as a living sacrifice so that you'll be transformed by the renewing of your mind 
that you might prove that perfect and acceptable will of God. So if you can receive this, I'm going to lead you in repentance. And I'm sure the Lord's already shown you some things uh, about the shield of faith. And so um, repent of whatever you you see. And then I'm going to lead you in repentance. And then I'll just tear down some strongholds. And, um, and then if anyone needs prayer, you can call in at 646 5 9554478 I'm sorry let me say this again turn the light over I can see 6465954784 and don't forget to press 1 and I'll be happy to pray for you and if I can help you you can email me at jerrymcgee at sbcglobal.net that's all lowercase G-E-R-I-M-C-G-H-E-E at sbcglobal.net. And so just uh, pray with me. If you don't know the Lord, if you just think you know the Lord and you have lied, you've stolen, you haven't walked in integrity, uh, there's been no fruit of a Christian life, you just need to be born again. Because the scripture says when you're born again, everything about you changes. You're not perfect, but Father, in the name of Jesus, Uh, I ask you to save my soul if I have never been born again. I ask you to forgive me for living after my flesh and not being willing to deny myself and take up my cross and follow you. Father, I want to stand firm in the faith, having my loins girded with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation and the belt of truth and my feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I want to take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And Father, I thank you that your shield is is real, even though I, I can't see it with, with my human eye. Thank you that I don't have to fret and sue and be anxious for anything, Lord, because you said to make my request be known to you and the peace of God, which surpasseth all knowledge, will guard my heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And, Lord, I thank you that you're a shield about me. And, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I uh, want to be strong in the Lord and in the power of your might. And I want to put on the full armor of God. And I want to walk in peace, free of agitation, fear fear of conflict, free of stress, free of uh, passion and anger and bitterness. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me for thinking my struggles against people when you said it's against rulers of darkness and principalities and wicked spirits in heavenly places. Father, forgive me for living a life of lying. Forgive me for wanting to be sensational and wanting to be accepted. And forgive me for repeating stories that are not true. Lord, forgive me for um, not making sure that everything I hear is true. Before I repeat it. And I'm praying that for myself too. And Lord forgive forgive us. for we, Lord we submit ourselves to you. And we resist the devil. And he'll flee. And Lord we want to stand firm in the faith. Uh, Lord we want to put on the breastplate of righteousness. We want to put on love. Forgive us for sexual immorality. Passion. Greed. Lord forgive us for. Forgive me for. Um, anger. Wrath. Malice abusive speech, forgive me for lying, stealing, cheating, not having any in- integrity. Um, 
Lord, forgive me for not praying at all times in the spirit and praying for the saints. And Lord, forgive me for um, not using the sword of the spirit. Forgive me for having no interest in the word of God. Forgive me for not reading the word of God. Give us a hunger for the for the word, Lord. Forgive us for not praying in the spirit. Forgive us for not persevering and making petition to you for the saints. Forgive us for not praying for those in authority and praying for our president. Thank you that your shield is a protector, a defense, a defender, a guard, uh, a coat of armor. Forgive us, Lord, that your your that your shield is a gate that protects us. Forgive me for not walking in a blameless way. Forgive me for not walking in integrity. Thank you that you're a shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. Forgive me for not walking in righteousness and holiness. Forgive me for being a hypocrite. Forgive me for not realizing that my shield's with you. Forgive me for self-defense. Forgive me for being a person that competes, being competitive with everyone. Forgive me for contention and strife and anger and bitterness and unforgiveness. Lord, you're my rock. Help me build my house on a rock and not on the sand. Lord, I have built my house on the sand and not the rock. And, Lord, the flood comes and the rains come and they beat against me and and my house will be destroyed. And, Lord, I'm a spiritual house that you're building up. And you said through wisdom a house is built and through understanding it's established. And through knowledge of your word, all the rooms are filled with precious uh, riches. Lord, thank you that you're blameless. Thank you that you're tried. Thank you that you're tested, that you're not a man that you could lie. Thank you for giving me the shield of my salvation and that your right hand upholds me and your gentleness makes me great. Thank you that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Thank you, Lord, that you're my strength and my shield. Forgive me for trusting myself. Lord, thank you that you're a son and a shield. You give grace and glory. You said no good thing will you withhold from those who walk uprightly. Lord, thank you for that promise. Thank you that you want me to be happy that you've come, that you that I might have life and have it more abundantly. So I need not fear what you might take away from me because you want me to live the abundant life. Thank you that you cover me with your opinions and underneath your wings I seek refuge, that your faithfulness is a shield and a bulwark, a protection for me, Lord. Thank you that you're my help and my shield. Thank you that you're my hiding place and my shield. And, Lord, cause me to not only wait for your word but obey it. Thank you that you store up sound wisdom for me. Forgive me for not walking uprightly. Forgive me for not walking in peace, having peace on my feet. Forgive me for thinking that a ritual prayer will put the armor on me, Lord, when I'm walking in rebellion. Forgive me for rebellion. Thank you that you lead me beside peaceful waters. 
forgive me for trusting myself. Thank you that your wonderful counselor, almighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, that's your way, the truth, the life. Thank you, Lord, that you're my peace. In the midst of a storm, in the midst of conflict, in the midst of tribulation, in the midst, in the midst of storms and wars and people that want to fight with me, Lord, thank you that you said whoever assails me will fall because of me. Thank you that your word says that whoever troubles me, it's a sign of their own destruction. Thank you, Lord, that when I walk in repentance and, obe- in, and obedience to you, you protect me. Thank you that no matter what happens, neither, no, neither death nor life nor angels or principalities nor powers can separate me from, the, from your love that was manifested in Christ Jesus. Thank you that all your ways are pleasant ways and all your paths are paths of peace. Thank you that I can lie down and sleep in peace because you caused me to dwell in safety. Thank you, Lord, for your covenant of peace that would cause you to eliminate all the demons and the harmful beasts from my land and me to sleep, me to be secure in the wilderness and be able to sleep in the, in the woods with nothing harming me. Thank you that you redeem me in peace from the battle which is against me for all those that are trying to uh, stir strife with me. Uh, God, forgive me for living in strife. Lord, help me let go of the things that trouble me. Forgive me for being anxious for everything. Lord, I just ask you to forgive me for sexual immorality, passion, and greed. Forgive me for anger, malice. Uh, covetousness forgive me lord for lying stealing cheating forgive me for abusive speech god forgive me for not being in your word and hungering for your word and lord i put on love i put on love i put on the lord jesus christ who is love Lord, I choose to let your peace rule in me the umpire over my heart. Show me when I lose my peace that I've got a system problem. Forgive me that your word has not dwelled in me richly. Forgive me, Lord, for you that I haven't been teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in my heart to you. Forgive me for not being thankful for what I have. I thank you, Lord, for all that my blessings. Forgive me that whatever I've done in word and deed, I haven't done in in the name of the Lord. To give thanks to you, Lord. And Lord, I just uh, present my body to you as a living sacrifice. And I ask you to show me everything you're trying to teach me through what I'm going through right now. Because it's a part of life. Lord, I want to live the overcoming life. And in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just forgive all my forefathers for everything that I've confessed, of the sins I've confessed, things they've committed. I forgive them. I ask you to start with Adam and Eve and let your cleansing blood flow down through my bloodline, washing away any ground Satan's had in my life through the sins that I've confessed. 
I break generational curses, soul tie curses, cultural curses. I break soul ties with all of my forefathers. I tear down all of these strongholds in my life in the name of Jesus. I tear down strongholds of fear, doubt, unbelief, worry, anxiety, tension, stress, nervousness. I tear down strongholds of contention and strife, argumentativeness, rebellion, and a Christ. I tear down strongholds of Jezebel. I tear down strongholds of Ahab. I tear down strongholds of a controlling spirit. I tear down strongholds of a lying spirit. I tear down strongholds of rejection, strongholds that cause me to want to be important, so I lie. Tear down strongholds of self-sabotage, self-righteousness, impatience, intolerance, haughtiness, pride, arrogance. I tear down all these strongholds in the name of Jesus. I tear down strongholds of bitterness, of fainting spirit, wanting to give up and quit, strongholds of losing heart, depression, discouragement. I tear down strongholds of fear of man, fear of failure, fear of disapproval, fear of not being loved, fear of not being liked, fear of saying it wrong, fear of doing it wrong, fear of missing God. I tear down strongholds and lies that I have to do it myself. I tear down strongholds of fear, panic, trauma, turmoil, hysteria. Uh, In Jesus' name, I tear down all these strongholds in every life, anger, unforgiveness. I cast down every imagination, every high lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And I take captive every thought to the obedience of Christ. I tear down strongholds of pain, strongholds of sickness, strongholds of disease. I tear down strongholds of cancer, strongholds of of um, sorcery, witchcraft. I tear down strongholds of unbelief and doubt, lies and lying. I break these strongholds in our lives, in Jesus' name, in my life. I take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. In Jesus' name, I punish every disobedience because my obedience is complete. Now, the word spirit means breath. You can just breathe out, let it go. In Jesus' name, praise you, Lord. Just resist. You give your, you've given yourself to God. Now resist the devil, and he has to flee. Bless the Lord. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, mighty God. What a mighty God you are. We thank you, Lord, for your blood. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy. Bless you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Now, Lord, I ask you to fill me with love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and self-control. Bless the Lord. Well, I'm just going to share a little bit about the ministry, and then if anyone wants prayer, you can call in um, at 646. 646- Five nine five four seven eight four and press one. Thank you for listening in. Uh, you can email me again at Jerry McGee at sbcglobal.net. That's G E R I M C G H E E at sbcglobal.net. You can write to me at Post Office Box eleven forty one, Lindell, Texas. Uh, if you live in the Dallas Fort Worth Corsicana area, I have a Um, A deliverance meeting once a month First Saturday of the month From 10 to 1 in Corsicana, Texas And um, 
be sure and write me. I love to hear what God's done in your life. Any problem, if I can help you, I'll be happy to. You can just email me and, e- and just email me and let me know what God's done in your life. I love to hear what God does. If you, if you want a meeting in your area, you can just uh, contact me at, at uh, my email address. Um, I usually go to Lake Hamilton Bible Camp, but I don't know through the COVID-19, it's been uh, temporary canceled, and hopefully we'll be back in November or December, whenever the Lord allows. Uh, you can go on my website, jerrymcgee.com. It's G-E-R-I-M-C-G-H-E-E.com, all lowercase. And there's C, there's free CDs to listen to. If you listen to the ones uh, for LHBC, they have a, a bigger, a, a greater deliverance. It's hard to lead people in a proper deliverance over the radio. I mean, it's proper, but I'm saying... The deliverances are better when I can be in a live audience. And so um, you can go to my website and then find the section on LHBC and listen to those. Basically, it's the same messages that I've done in all those places, but there's just more deliverance on the LHBC site. And um, I appreciate all of those of you who support the ministry. It's a tremendous blessing, and I pray for you. And um if you would like to send a gift to Dorothy Carruthers, who is the precious lady that sponsors this program free of charge, you can you can uh, send her a gift through PayPal to D for Dorothy Carruthers. Uh, no, I'm sorry, D Churchy C H U R C H Y number one at hotmail dot com. And uh, also, if you can, if you want to send a gift to Abiding Life, you can mail me. Uh, a gift at Post Office Box 1141, Lindale, Texas, uh, 75771, or you can send through PayPal on my website. I appreciate all of that, all of you who give and support the ministry. Um, even though I don't take a salary, um, it costs money to support a ministry, to pay a secretary. And so we just appreciate all of you. I appreciate you listening in. I hope you'll listen in again. Uh, always listen live the first and the third Tuesdays of each month from 6 to um, 7 or 8 p.m. Central Time. Well, if nobody calls in, I say may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and even give you more peace.